This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, I want to welcome to the Courage Cast Brenda Williams Denbo. Welcome to uh, my little podcast here, Brenda. Thank you, Eric. I am so glad to be here today with you and to be talking about something that's really important to me. Yeah, yeah. Today we're going to talk about a really difficult subject, and we're going to just attack it right right away. We're going to talk about uh, suicide, and specifically suicide uh, prevention, uh, signs of suicide, things that um, things that I, I think are really difficult to talk about, but it's been a topic that, um, especially in the kind of the millennial and the teenager community ha- has kind of risen up with the, uh, 13 reasons why series on Netflix. I, I quite frankly don't know if that was a very good thing or not, but, um, it's a, it's a very prominent topic these days. And, and I kind of wanted to just, um, I heard that you are doing an event that I think is very, very good. So if you could tell me a little bit about this event and these, these, um, your, your, your interest in what, in what you're doing to, uh, to help with this cause. Yes, absolutely. Um, and as you mentioned, um, suicide, uh, rates are rising. Um, there have been recent studies showing that, that, um, even as we raise, re- we raise awareness, um, the rates are higher. Suicidal desperation is um, uh, increasing, <clears throat> and we could go into a long conversation about uh, maybe some of the factors in that. But one of the things we know is that um, Tennessee is one of the top. It's it's a top ten cause of death in our state and nationally. Um, it's the third leading cause of death in Tennessee for uh, young people ages 15 to 24. Hmm. The second leading cause of death if you're a young adult, 25 to 34. Hmm. So we have a lot of people struggling um, with suicide loss then, if they've lost someone, and suicidal desperation or ideation is what we call that mm-hmm. um, when they're struggling with those thoughts. So what we've decided to do um, there was a pilot program nationally through the National Organization of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and there's an external third-party group called Soul Shop. Um, they launched a pilot program last year and uh, began workshops that we wanted to bring here to Tennessee. And this workshop is um, especially for faith community leaders in our part of the state um, it's for church staff and and um, lay leaders and volunteers, ministry organization leaders, um, for faith-based counselors, but really anyone can come if they want to um, learn more about suicide prevention um, through ministry and how to minister to those struggling with suicidal thoughts and loss. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad this is this is available. Do you know of like some of any of the offhand? I'm I'm sort of throwing this at you, but I'm just curious, you know, if some of my listeners want to access um any of these resources, even if you're not in Tennessee, is there uh websites or a phone number or anything that where people can can call and make note of it? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, Soul Shop has its own website. It is soulshopmovement.org, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and there are all kinds of resources on there, um, mainly about um, what they're about and what they're trying to do with their workshops. But there are there is a resources link on there as well, mm-hmm. and it okay. links to some good, great articles and some resources that churches can use. It also has some resources for um, funeral mm-hmm. um uh, ceremonies that um, come from a suicide loss. So, mm-hmm. you know, they are ministering to that group, but <clears throat> I think anyone can use that. Yeah, yeah, so good, so, so good. I'm glad this is mm-hmm. available. I, um, so tell me, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear uh, your your personal story. Why why is this so important to you? What What is the meaning behind it for you? Yes. Um, and I'll try to keep it short. Um, I have been volunteering with AFSP since 2015. Um, about three years before that, I lost my husband to suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost him in July of 2012, my husband, Billy. And he had struggled. We knew that he was struggling. Um, I found out 13 years into our marriage that um, he was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, he believed that he had it since he was young, like mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through counseling. Um, he was on medication. Uh, we were, uh, we kind of rebounded, had a really good, great 10 years. And then um, in 2010, he started struggling. The economy had hit bottom yeah. in 2009. He had to shut down a business and let go of some people and blamed himself. And um, even though people all around, you know, the country were struggling economically, he felt it was his fault and his fault alone. And um, that was just the thinking of someone in his condition. Mm -hmm. Um, He never really bounced back from that. And we struggled after that for about a year and a half. And then in July of 2012, um, he he took his own life and um, my life has <laughs> our lives, our whole family has been impacted by that. And um, I first heard of um, AFSP um, that that happened in July. I heard about it in September. They had a community walk and I had some friends walk in his memory mm-hmm. um, and texted me a picture from the walk. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I, I thought I'm going to be there next year. And mm-hmm. I was in 2013. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, became a volunteer. 2015, I joined the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have been passionate about it because of the impact it made on my life. So did you have children that were still in the home or older children at that time? Uh, we have one son, and he was grown and married and living in North Carolina at the time. So okay. he and his wife... And at the time, we had one grandson, Mm -hmm. and they moved back to Nashville about six months after his dad died Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, to be with me. Good. And uh, they were home for a while. But then my son is in ministry, so he wound up getting a job out in California. So Mm -hmm. um, he's been jumping around quite a bit since then. Okay. um, Got it. So, um, but this is the kind of thing that um, uh, AFS... P is that what it is? American yes, AFSP. 
America, mm-hmm. what is it? American Foundation for the Suicide Prevention? For Suicide Prevention, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, AFSP Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are the state chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, we have board members across the state of Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. This particular workshop will be just in the Nashville area, kind of the middle Tennessee area. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about the workshop, that the Soul Shop workshop that you're going to be uh, hosting. Absolutely. Um, this will be on, and you know, we went through a lot of, a lot of hand wringing about when exactly to do this for church people because we know how busy they are and <laughs> can't do it on a weekend, obviously, because that's when they work. So um, we are doing it on a Thursday. It is Thursday, May sixteenth. Cross Point Franklin has generously stepped up to host, be the host facility for that event. Mm -hmm. Now, they are not sponsoring it or anything. They are just providing the venue and stepping back for us. But uh, we are so grateful that they have allowed us to meet on their campus. Um, It's from 8.30 in the morning until 4 p.m. So it is an all-day commitment. Um, There is a small cost of $35 for that covers your workshop materials that you will be able to take with you um, and share with your staff, church staff, uh, your ministry staff, anybody, um, youth leaders, that kind of thing. And then it will also cover your food. So we will provide lunch and beverages and that kind of thing. So this so it's is really a nominal cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this event is for um, uh, staff of churches or um chaplains or anyone that mm-hmm. that um deals with people in their congregations or um mm-hmm. in their nonprofit uh organization. Yeah. Yes. Is am I am staff, I right on that? Yeah. Absolutely. Pastors, um even administrators, um people who work in the office and answer the phone, um you know, uh, anyone on their prayer prayer team who ministers to people struggling, if they have a care, a care team, um, if they are a youth, youth pastor or youth staff member or a youth volunteer, um, anybody in that sense. And then we have affiliated ministries, right, that, that serve people in desperation, you know, if they have a clinic, if they have a counseling service, if they're a faith-based counselor. Mm-hmm. So really, anybody would almost fit that description if you mm-hmm. want to learn um, um, how to actually minister, and and we're talking about spiritual first responders. I like to call them, you know, and that could be just about anybody, Eric. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, just about anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, any even uh, even podcast hosts who might deal with this kind of thing on some level. Eric, or yes, I was I was going to say you are welcome to come. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, good. Um. Okay. Well. Um. <laughs> Tell me about some of the things that are topics that you have planned specifically for people in ministry or caring for those with a faith-based perspective. Absolutely. Um, We're going to, the workshop is going to be led by a woman named Michelle um, Gregory, and she is um, one of the staff people on staff with Soul Shop. And the, the topics are going to include the primary obstacles to dealing with suicidal desperation, and those are stigma, fear, and shame. Mm-hmm. So they're going to talk about um, getting around those and how ministry leaders can break those down for people. Um, they're going to explore the statistics and facts about suicide. We already covered some of that, mm-hmm. but congregations are, are, a, are a, um, a reflection of the general population. They're going to be 
every kind of person in your congregation struggling with every kind of thing. Yeah. And we all know that. So um, people in your congregations are being affected yeah. by suicide. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's true. Um, and then how ministries can create a supportive environment. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, while fundamentally changing the way people deal with this subject and with one another yeah. when, when there's been a loss or when there's, you know, I, I have to say my church, when it happened to me, my husband was um, a leader in our church. He was um, uh, on the elder board for our church. He was on the worship team. Um, Christians struggle with mm-hmm. suicidal uh, thoughts yeah. and depression, and my husband was not immune to that. Mm-hmm. And he told very few people because of his leadership position and because of the stigma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did not want me telling anyone. Yeah, he did not want people knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got to change that. Yeah. The church should be a place where people can can um, not be afraid to share what they're going through. Yeah. Um, but my church was supportive, and I have to say, um, I think I'm one of the rare ones. <laughs> my church, um, even though they were also struggling with and reeling with the impact of the loss of one of their leaders, they surrounded me and took care of me and did so many things for me mm-hmm. um, and supported me for a long, long time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but like what kinds of things? What, kinds since, of, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, what is someone? Right who is affected by this what is what are some of the the basic needs that they that they need that they would love to receive from a church um right. over a you said a long time so that's years mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. okay yes yeah. yes so i would say at least for a year they were following up with me and keeping in touch with me and mm-hmm. checking on me mm-hmm. um initially um they did a lot of things that i first of all number one i couldn't ask them to do but my husband um, took his life in his truck, and they took the truck and fixed it and cleaned it mm. and restored it mm-hmm. um, for me. Mm-hmm. And they came and helped me clean out my attic mm-hmm. um, and clean up some tools and things. Mm-hmm. They supplied people to come and work at my house. Mm-hmm. They provided meals. Um, my pastor kept in, in constant touch with me. Um, he let me know any time particularly the week of the funeral, um, worked with me on the service, um, kept in touch with me. Anytime he talked about Billy from the pulpit, because he did uh, want to talk a lot more about it after it happened. Mm-hmm. And he would let me know ahead of time and alert me. And then they had a prayer team that was sending me cards and notes for mm-hmm. probably a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just my friends, you know, surrounding me yeah. from that church. So. But I know it's it's not always the case. I have since met people. I belong to groups on Facebook of um, suicide widows or spouses who've lost, and a lot of them have had negative experiences. Their churches, you know, literally quote turned their backs on them, hmm. tried to push it under the rug, tried to ignore it. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't know what to say to them, and that's normal, right? We don't know how to talk to people who've lost someone in general, and then in, in that way. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to, how to support each other. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a complicated issue. It's complex. We get it. It's emotional. We get it. 
Um, but there are some things you can do in in ways of supporting in terms of supporting someone. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. <clears throat> well, Brenda, I want to I want to thank you for <clears throat> taking the initiative uh, and teaching us as a faith community <clears throat> how to love well. You know how to thank how to you. love well and how to what to say, uh, some practical things to do. Um, I think, um, you know, and also having a, an empathy um, and an understanding of the shame and the guilt and the, um, all of the things that, uh, even the on the prevention side, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure you think often about um, what if your husband had, uh, if Billy had come out with this? Could there have been more things that could have, uh, right. could have been done. And, and, uh, and I know that that's hard to think about, but I, but I think it's important that, um, we take this very, very seriously. Um, uh, otherwise, I, I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, we're, we, we need to, we're about saving lives. Um, and that's what we, that's what we want. And that's, that's why I wanted to have you on because I, if there are people who are experiencing these thoughts, um, we want to get ahead of them as best as we can, right? Do you have any other, any other thoughts or encouragements or advice if, if someone is <clears throat> contemplating suicide yeah. or having these persistent thoughts or have a family member absolutely. like that? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. There are some concrete steps that you can take. Um, number one is to educate yourself. Know the signs. Um, there are almost always warning signs. Um, suicide doesn't happen in a vacuum. Um, people change their behaviors. Um, just educate yourself on what those look like. If they become isolated or withdrawn, mm-hmm. um, they do say things like, um, you'd be better off without me. Um, when I'm gone, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, they might actually say those things. They might not. Mm-hmm. Um, they start giving things away. They start telling people, um, in some ways, goodbye. Um, uh, preoccupation with death. My husband had that. Uh, situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if they again withdraw or isolate themselves, check on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, be empathetic and just listen. If you do hear that someone is struggling, talk to them in private. Listen to how they're feeling. Tell them you care. Ask them directly. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about suicide? People don't like to say the yes word, but. When you do, it lets that air out of the room. I mean, it just, it it opens that up and they say, you're, see, you're not afraid to talk about it, then I shouldn't be. Right. So it gives them permission to say, yes, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And then you encourage them to seek treatment, contact their doctor or therapist, and then you go with them if you, you know, if they're afraid to go or reluctant to go, say, I will take you, I will go with you, or mm-hmm. you find someone who can. Mm-hmm. And then don't debate the value of life. Don't try to change their minds or say, you shouldn't be feeling this way. You yeah. have everything to live for. Right. Don't argue with them about that. Don't judge them. Um, <laughs> they don't need any right. of that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times it's not just about the circumstances of their life. It's either an illness uh, um, you know, multiple things happening. There's a lot more that the educational, the educational side will come out during this, during this workshop. You'll, you'll learn about suicide and, and where these, these ideations come from and, and the, the environmental and 
genetic and other factors that lead to them. Mm-hmm. So then you take them seriously, you stay with them. If they're, if they're actively suicidal, you want to remove lethal means. And then we have a, a hotline. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK, 273-8255. So if they're actively suicidal, call that number. Mm, okay, that's really good. 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or 8255. Okay. That's right, Eric. Yes. Great. Great. And that's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline? Yes, it is. Okay. Very good. Yes. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like all of that because there's so much shame and stigma attached to it. And, and if you just love them as they are, instead of trying to put, put an additional bit of mm-hmm. judgment, as much as you're trying to do good and as much as you're trying to help them, that's right. not the time to do that. It's, it's right. better to love them and accept them for where they are. Right. Right That's now. right. Mm-hmm. But I, and I also think the emphasis on not being afraid, conquering the fear of saying suicide, or mm-hmm. are you contemplating killing yourself is mm-hmm. sometimes probably it's the first time they, they may have heard someone say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it could really trigger right. or prompt something like, whoa, this is this is serious. Right. You know? Yeah, it doesn't give someone that idea to do it. If the <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're already there, you know, in, in a lot of cases, they're yeah. already there. Yeah. It just gives them the permission to say that they are. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. So. And okay. if they say no, then you're like, great. <laughs> great. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at least you've asked and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, and you, you're willing right. to go there with them. Right. Okay. Well, I, I'm, will this be available online by chance? This event can, can people access it online? We, don't have that this time. Um, and I'm not sure if Soul Shop has done an online version yet or not. I haven't seen it on their website. That's something I could definitely ask them. And we plan to bring this back again at some point. Hopefully, by the response we get this year, we will do it again next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will put that in the budget. Well, let me but encourage meantime, you. Let me encourage we'll you to at least at least get it on um, an iPhone, um, you mm-hmm. know, capture all of this mm-hmm. content in some way. Videotape it. Mm-hmm. Videotape it just, just from an, from an iPhone perspective because, uh, and then maybe later edit it out into smaller chunks so that it can mm-hmm. be available. I, it might be sensitive information. I don't know. I certainly understand and respect where you're at, but right. Be helpful. Right. Yeah. That would be the soul shop people. Um, and I can definitely approach them about whether they do that and whether, um, that's an idea for them for the future. So good. Absolutely. will. great. Okay. So all the information Thanks, for this event will be soulshopmovement.org, May 15th, cross point, Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, actually, let me give you a different link for our event because that soulshopmovement.org is their main website. Mm-hmm. Our event link is going to be, and I'm going to send this to you later as well, yeah. Eric, so uh-huh. you can share it. Okay. AFSP.org mm-hmm. slash soul hyphen shop hyphen Tennessee. Okay. AFSP.org Soul Shop Tennessee with hyphens between okay. Soul Shop. Oh yeah, Tennessee. we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely put that link in the show notes for everybody, <laughs> so Great. they can just click Great. on it from your podcast yeah. uh, app that you're yeah. using. All right, Brenda. Well, any final words or encouragement that you can um, leave us um, as we finish our short talk today? I I do want to say um, 
there are a lot of myths about suicide, but one of the things I do want to leave you with is that suicide is not a chosen thing. It happens when pain, someone's pain, exceeds their resources for coping with that pain. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of misunderstanding about suicide out there. And just realize that when you've lost someone to suicide or when you know someone who's struggling, um, they're not being selfish. They're not being cowardly. Um, it is a level of pain that you and I, if we've never struggled with depression, can ever understand. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Um, remember, this is a t- complex topic, and the more education, the better. Yeah. Well, that's why we wanted you on, because I wanted to understand it better, <laughs> and now I do, and I want people Good. to have an avenue to I'm glad to uh, hear that to to deal with it um, in a very healthy way. So, um, All right, Eric, Brenda Williams, uh, Denbo, thank you so much for taking the time with me. All the information about this event and Soul Shop Movement uh, and the uh, AFSP organization that is all going to be in the show notes. So nobody needs to write anything down. Just click on the links, and um, uh, I hope you'll see many courageous community members there on uh, May fifteenth. Well, I sure hope so. Eric, thank you so much for this opportunity. We really, really appreciate it. You bet, Brenda. God bless you. God bless. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you.